Hey, what is going on, everybody? And welcome to Listen Money Matters. Your competition is going to be your best teacher. My name is Thomas, and I'm here as always with my good friend, Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking, man? Good. And and that was a, a wicked quote. A uh, very wise man must have said that. I'm guessing so. I don't know who said that. It certainly wasn't one of us. Definitely <laughs> not. But man, whoever said that, they was real wise. So <laughs> I, I'm drinking uh, the Trogonator. Trogonator. That's and, a good uh, beer name. Do you, do you know of Trogdor? Trogdor? The Burninator? Yeah, the burn. Oh my God, you know. Burning down it. all the houses and the peoples and the thatched roof cottages. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, first you draw an S and then you draw another S, a little bit different. And then using <laughs> consummate Vs, you're going to create scales. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> well, just, just throw one of those beefy arms back on there for good measure. Oh, so- yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, homestarrunner.com. <laughs> and it was, it's so old. All the videos are in Flash. Or, I mean, they're, they're, they're all like interactive. Oh, they are. I think like most of them got uploaded to YouTube as well. Oh, okay. Pretty sure Trogdor the Burninator is on YouTube. I mean, that, that one's like a, that one ha- I think has meme status. It was like yeah. meme before memes were memes. Before memes were memes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what are you joking? How can our eyes see memes when they're not memes? I don't know what that means. I'm sure Jaden Smith tweeted that at some point. Uh, I'm drinking a Lacra. Of course. As usual. Lacroix. Yeah. Um, I had tea earlier. So, you know, it's it's a steady progression from like coffee to tea to sparkling water. It's typically oh my, my God. day. I made I made a life changing change. If, if yeah. that makes any sense. Yeah. So um I I have like a, a not like a weak stomach. My stomach kind of is bad sometimes. And um it was it was getting really bad. And I was like, oh my God, maybe I'm like lactose intolerant. Or I don't know. I have to like start removing things and running tests. Mm-hmm. And we were trying things and I was I was having I was having uh, this thing called slippery elm, which is like sawdust in my tea and uh, all this like weird and it turns out it was just coffee. I cut coffee out and now my really? poops are beautiful and my stomach is great and it just yeah. All of a Coffee sudden, does maybe screw up people's guts. Some people just can't do it. You know, it's weird, but I, I yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I yeah, don't know why lacrosse and tea made me think of that, but I mean, oh, I, I also mentioned coffee. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder if I'm gonna have to cut out coffee someday. I hope not. I love coffee. Yeah, it tastes good, but I wonder though. I wonder if you could do uh, decaf. Oh, or have maybe. you tried that? Um, I have not, but uh, we. Like we brew one thing in the morning and so we probably won't brew two. Like Laura wants the oh, caffeine okay. and yeah. I'm not like such a diehard that, um, you know, my life is over because I can't drink it. Yeah. All right, man. So today we're talking about annuities mm. and boy, oh boy, that is a sexy word there. <laughs> listen to it roll off the tongue in beautiful syllables. Annuities. You mm. know, and of all the things to like research, I was like, ah, you know, like this week, let's do annuities. It is the most like opaque, complex, like <laughs> it, it was a pain. It, it sounds kind of like the chard stand in Parks and Rec where I'm going to have to hire like strippers to dance and play like dubstep to sell the chard. <laughs> Come well, get some annuities, guys. They're you know, it's weird because like there's always someone selling 
annuities. Like it's never like you stumble upon annuities. You're like, hmm, this might be something I want to try out. There's always like some guy trying to like sell them to you. Unless, and, of course, uh, you're listening to the Listen Money Matters podcast. Because <laughs> unless you haven't told me, I don't think we are currently selling annuities. No, no, no. And <laughs> we, we're not going to mention a single company that sells them, although quite a few do. There's going to be no links to them. Um, do I don't want to give away my position like too much. Oh, okay. You want to hold? You want to hold your position back until the end? That's probably he probably gives enough away already. But <laughs> we'll we'll never sell. I got to hold back something about this thing that I hate. I mean, <laughs> I mean, maybe love. Keep listening to find out. I'm going wink, to try wink. to be impartial and lay it out. Just you know, okay. they'll do with the knowledge what they will. Um. So before we even define what an annuity is, why do I even care to listen to? I mean, this word's making me fall asleep. Yeah. I so, was kidding about the sexy syllables. It's like <laughs> Ben Stein in a word. Well, I know it. And, and this is, this is maybe even a, more of an unfair characterization, but it's like pyramid schemes aren't necessarily sexy. Or actually they, they often appear sexy, but it's important to like talk about them and why, you know, I don't know the pros and cons of a, of a pyramid scheme, right? Yeah, uh, like and you so, should definitely sign up to be part of my downline and my chard business. <laughs> I, I think be that independent chard business owner. There, there's like a place for everything, and there is quite <laughs> possibly a place for annuities. But I think, okay, we get emails, people asking about them, um, and people buy them. We've been, we Laura and I were uh, coming home from the airport, and our Uber driver tried to sell us annuities. And oh my just, god, really? Yeah, and I never quite understood them. And so I was always like, if I can't understand it, I can't invest in it. Like it's probably not good or something. Like, and were so, they trying to sell you their own like annuity things? Like they get a commission on it, or were they just like trying to convince you that you should get one? Well, so it turns out um they get commission on annuities. Dude, but well, my let's Uber like, driver pitched yeah. me something. Oh, I would give him a one-star review so fast. He was he was not actually getting into pretty your car nice. to get pitched. Still. We, we we hate the commute home from the airport. JFK is like an hour. So we're just, and we usually land at like, I don't know, like 1 a.m. or some ridiculous time. So we're not really happy people. So we didn't, <laughs> we didn't strangle him. We got there safely. <laughs> A no Wait, review just, is. Uh, why don't you take Newark? We do. We try to, but uh, it's, it's much more expensive. And mm. um, like if you want to go to a lot of places we go and um Often, like, there's not directs. Oh, okay. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun. Hmm. Okay, so basically, at some point in your life, someone's going to pitch you an annuity because they're getting a sweet commish or... Well, well let's talk about what an annuity is. We'll, we'll break cool. it all down. So, okay. um, an annuity is... Uh, essentially, it's, it's a product that is um, created by an insurance company that... Uh, or sold and sold by brokers or investment banks, um, and it'll generate a fixed stream of income. And so, typically, okay. they are compared to pensions, um, where it's like, right, Thomas, you don't have a pension with your job, but you can have your own personal pension plan. Wouldn't it be awesome if you could contribute to this vehicle and get? a month for life, depending on your contribution. And that's essentially um, Hmm. the sell. It's it's get a a guaranteed amount of income 
or, or a variable. There are multiple products, but generally the most popular is a fixed amount a month for the rest of your life. Sounds like I could just build that for myself by following the 4% rule, investing in whatever the heck I want, and then just taking money out every month in the same amount for the rest of my life. Fair enough. Um, and if I was an annuity salesman, I would say, well, what if the market crashes and blah, 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 bad things with the stock market and you don't know what's going to happen and there could be bad things. There could be bad things. Uh-oh, sign me up. I don't uh, want bad things. <laughs> well, so, so generally, um, it, it, I don't want to say like fear is the tactic, but uh, yeah. But fear is the tactic. Yeah. Okay, so, so basically this is like a pension except for your company doesn't provide it to you because you put in so many years of service. You are buying it yourself. Right. And so they give you a okay. guarantee of X to often. It'll be a guarantee of the amount of money um, and it'll mm -hmm. be uh, generally market independent. So everyone around you could be eating, uh, I don't know, crumbs off the floor because the market like thirded or halved or something and you're fine because you have an annuity. Mm. So it's like security for the rest of your life, essentially. Correct, yes. Now, is this actually for the rest of your life once it kicks in? So... So there are ones that are term, like you get it for only 10 years, only 20 years. M most of them are longevity based. So it's your life. And then there's okay. uh, riders that you can add on to it, which are like additional check boxes you could check and it'll cost you more money. But then you could say, you if you die, you could pass it on to someone else. And there's a mm. bunch of various riders like that. But, but typically <laughs> it'll just be for you, for your life. So is this like an insurance product where you pay a fixed amount every month for a certain period of time or like you buy it and if you live to 150 for some reason, you, win. you could end up getting more money back than you paid in or do you have to pay exactly what you're going to get? So so the, it's the first one. So if you you know bought into it, uh, you could start withdrawing from it at 59 and a half, like a 401k, and we'll get into the details. And then, yeah. and then you live to be 150, like you, you will probably super win. Okay. And so that's, that's also part of, I guess, the selling point is, um, you, you know, if you're planning your retirement, you don't want to outlive the planning of your retirement. Right. So this is like your retirement is as long as you live. No worries, bro. Exactly. So if I'm planning on living to 200, I could totally scam the system and get an annuity because they think I'm going to die at the average age of 72. True. They also have a ton of actuaries that have calculated out statistically how likely how many people are going to live to 200. And I'm sure your price factors that in, you know. And probably a secret assassination department. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Funny there's because like this, it's true. <laughs> there's this whole episode of Space Dandy where everyone gets infected uh, with like a zombie virus, so they're all dead. Um, so they all like claim their life insurance. <laughs> so like literally, they just like the entire universe is zombies just living off life insurance payments, and then the life insurance companies start hiring assassins to go kill the zombies because <laughs> they're losing money. <laughs> it's pretty great. Okay, so we basically defined what they are. Mm. Oh, how do I buy one? Okay, I'm going to answer that. But first, I also want to say okay. that um, when you contribute to an annuity, and there's like a generally a fixed amount that you would have to contribute, or at least to hit certain mm -hmm. goals, it's tax deferred. So in the way that you okay. contribute, it feels very much like a 401k. 
So tax deferred as in it is taxed as a traditional 401k or so, traditional IRA So would if be? you were to contribute to a 401k, it, you don't pay taxes on it now. So if you did pay right. taxes on income, you'd get a refund on the taxes based on your contribution. And then far okay. in the future, when you withdraw from your 401k or you know annuity, uh, that money is taxed like ordinary income. And so the idea uh, is okay. you're at a higher tax bracket today. In the future, when you're retired, lower tax brackets, you got some like tax arbitrage going on. Okay, I gotcha. So it seems like the trade-off here is you're trading guaranteed security of income. Though, I mean, the income, if it is a fixed payment, then it's like its buying power is decreasing every single year, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. Unless there's like inflation matched annuities. I don't know if that's a thing. So there are some, not many. Okay, so you're, you're trading security to a degree though your standard of living would be going down every single year if you didn't find a way to make up you know more money mm-hmm. um and the potential that you could essentially beat the system if you did happen to live a really long time like if you were a sanitarian uh, and you're trading that for the gains in the market and the wonder of compound interest that you are most likely going to get mm-hmm. if you invest early but you and also then just get take the, money from your nest egg, right? But then you also get, I, I guess, like the stress, fear, whatever that could yeah. potentially come along with that. Um, so yeah. to answer your question from before, how do you buy them? Um, not from us, but if we wanted to, we could sell annuities. And interestingly, um, or or interestingly, people who sell annuities make commission. Um, so they're highly incentivized for you to sign up, but the, the amount of incentive that they get was actually shocking to me. Um, they get uh, up to 10%. So if I convinced you, Thomas, to buy an annuity for $100,000, I would make a commission of $10,000. Holy crap. Which is like, oh, my, and I, I actually worried. I was talking with Laura, like we're going to do this episode and everyone listening is going to start selling annuities because it's so fucking lucrative. But I think what it, it tells you is uh, if it is so lucrative on the commission and to sell, it must be a really high margin thing for the insurance company. Yeah, it must so, be overpriced. Yeah, right? And we'll, we'll get into like fees and stuff, but... I feel like anything that is based on like fear and security is like often overpriced mm. because like you can't put a price on security. Exactly. Like, like no matter what, I can make you be like, but what if this happens? <laughs> What if ninjas break through your windows right now? You definitely need gorilla glass windows, Andrew. I guarantee that you'll be safe. Fees and service, whatever included. Not included. Like <laughs> <laughs> Fees and batteries, not included. Okay, so there's a huge commission on this. Mm. Um, so basically, it's just like, it's a bad deal, right? Is, is there any, is there ever a case where barring the whole I live to 200 thing, is there ever a case where it is a good deal? Okay, so um, I came out very strong against them initially with the research and through multiple conversations with Laura. I think I have softened and I think that it would be unfair to taint it with my my feelings of the product. So let's let's talk about like the good. They're ta- okay. they're tax deferred. Um, yep. So it acts like a four hundred one k, but it is worth mentioning that if Everywhere, pretty much online, you look, including investor.gov, which is the US government's like 
cautioning investors and education site, it's recommended that you have maxed your 401ks and IRAs before you even consider an annuity. So mm. that, and if you follow that um, line of thinking, that immediately positions annuities for extremely high income earners or people who earn a lot, a lot of money, right? Because you would have yeah. filled all your retirement accounts and you still need tax advantages. And that, Oh, so it's really just like you, so an annuity could be useful as a tax advantage vehicle yeah. to lower your taxable income now so if you really wanted to do one that. One of the the main, like if we were to get real practical on like when it is useful, it is extremely useful for people who earn a lot in an individual year as a way to shield themselves from taxes. Okay. So basically, is there math you could do that would say the tax savings now outweighs the inflation costs of the annuity mm. that not nah, maybe i've I, I didn't see any calculators like that but i guess you could okay yeah it's also hard because you could look backwards on inflation and say a dollar in 1900 is worth whatever in 2018 but it's hard to yeah. say what a dollar in 2018 will be worth in like 2040 right right yeah, because I guess this is the thing that we have to to point out here. You know, if you're getting a fixed amount of money every single month, like I said earlier, your, your buying power decreases. Mm. Whereas if your money is growing in the market, obviously the rate of inflation is still, you know, 2 3%, but usually your average rate of return in the market will be 7 to 8 Yeah. You know, if you are in index funds, things like that. And maybe if you're in retirement, you diversify and you make it a little bit more conservative but you should still be able to take out a percentage of that money, you know, because it's growing with with compound interest, you should be able to take out more every year to match inflation. And look, there are variable annuities and there are there are index based annuities where you, they could like peg them to, I don't know, the S&P 500 or something and you won't get that return. It, it maybe will be like two to 3% less of whatever mm. that return is. But there are ones that could potentially punch higher than a fixed. But yeah. I, I feel like if you're seriously considering an annuity, I, I would be surprised if you wanted to then go to like some stock index annuity because it's almost like counterintuitive to why you're, you're signing up to it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you mentioned earlier that an annuity might cost $100,000. Is that correct? Well. Uh, so an annuity is probably going to cost you much more than that. And I ran really? I ran some numbers on myself uh, as like an example. And they're at the bottom of the show notes if you are interested. Um, okay. I'm 33 right now. Uh, and so you could withdraw. You could start getting your payments at 59 and a half. So I, I figured like what if I wanted 3000 a month for the rest of my life and I could withdraw it when I'm – I just assume 60 to make it easy instead of like 59 and a half. So I would have to contribute okay. $239,184 to an annuity Holy crap. to get 3000 a month for life. To get 3000 a month? Yeah. So 3000 a month is 36000 a year. Mm -hmm. I mean, you'd spend like seven-ish years just being given back the money you gave them? Yeah. So that's the thing is it takes 6.6 .6 years to get back what you've yeah, given them. 
I mean, that's like seven years your money, like that's seven years that $239,000 could be growing in the market. And it's not just seven years because obviously you're probably not handing over all that money at 59 and a half. Yeah. You're probably like spending 20 years paying into it to meet that. So so that's like 27 years that you're not putting $239,000 total into the market and growing it. Well, so that's the thing is so so... I think any reasonable person, especially if they're using it for tax advantages, they're going to be contributing over many years. And that is even less efficient than if you say lump sum deposited it all a day before you turn 59 and a half. Right. So mm-hmm. so let's assume you're going to game the system and you're deposit every dollar needed before 59 and a half. Right. Um, what happens is uh, that's no longer your money. Because you you bought an insurance product, whereas if it was yeah. like your four hundred one k, and say you turn fifty nine and a half, and you want to take everyone on your block on a cruise around the world, you know, open bar, you could do that, right? You could withdraw and just do that. Uh, with an annuity, yeah. you can't. Um, and so what happens okay. is because you put all this money in, and it takes six point six years to get your your principal back. If you look at it like an investment. On day zero, your return is negative 100%, right? Yeah. And then once 6.6 years transpire, then your return is 0%. Mm. Yep. And so um, I think if you look at it in terms, like as you, if, if you were to compare investments evenly, I think that... Um, that's a pretty poor return, 0% after six and a half years. This just sounds like it's a product that is exploiting people who are, I guess, A, afraid of the future and B, who don't want to do a little bit of research to set up a, you know, an investment plan for themselves. Mm. Like other than maybe the tax deferment benefits for really rich people. So I th- And I don't really know much about those, but- I think uh, the yeah. the biggest selling. Oh, and by the way, like you could say say like you're contributing to your annuity up and until fifty nine and a half, and like you're some say you're like two years in, and like you listen to this episode, you're like, whoa, I don't want to do this. Um, you you can withdraw your money. You could get charged up to eight percent, depending on how long you've had it from the annuity company, and then Uncle Sam. Hit you with the ten percent penalty as well, so it has that same retirement penalty as like a four hundred one k. But then they're also going to charge you eight percent on top of that. That that's the the annuity company charging you that. So they're like they have clawbacks. Oh man! So let's talk about like how it may make sense because okay, um, I'll maybe try and be even keeled with it. I guess if you don't want to worry about your retirement, you know, you just want to collect some money and you just want to, I don't know, not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Googling automatic withdrawal from um, Vanguard. I want to see if that's a thing. Well, so. Yes, it is. Yeah. So here's the thing. Vanguard automatic withdrawal plan. So you could literally set this up for an IRA, mutual fund, anything. Check this out. Uh, So if you, you have a Betterment account, right? And you have like auto deposit in there and, and, you know, they, they, they diversify you and they'll, they'll like change your investments over time so it makes sense for your age. And it was like all great and diversified and automated. And then you're like 60 and you retire. 
Um, they actually have a product, and, and we'll link to it in the show notes, as part of the Betterment platform called Retirement Income. And they essentially mm-hmm. take all the money that you've deposited over Betterment over the years and earn market gains on it. And they will set you an income, not all that different from an annuity. Basically, they will pay you out based on their calculations on like how long the money will last. So if it was a really bad yeah. year, maybe you get a little less because they want your money to last you longer. If it was a great year, mm-hmm. they may suggest you take more. Um, but you could essentially have your Betterment account act just like the the final years of an annuity. So, Except for you still have control over it. And you, at any time, you could log in and just take it all out if you wanted to. Right. So so I, I even want to say Vanguard has it. Like you said, Betterment does. I'm sure most places have it. And it's one of these things where it, without that feature, you know, like they're like, hey, like what if you had your own pension when the salesman says that to you? Yeah. Like any of these products or, or financial firms will provide that to you. So it's really um, the fear of the market. Oh, uh, you know what? Um, I think I was wrong about the automatic withdrawal from Vanguard. It's on Google. If you Google automatic withdrawal Vanguard, there is an automatic withdrawal plan link, but I clicked on it and it brings up a search page on Vanguard.com with no search results. And then I'm seeing a, uh, a thread on Bogleheads right now from 2011, actually. Mm-hmm. Vanguard to discontinue automatic withdrawal options. Dude, I just sent you a link in Skype. So, uh, check that out. So... On the oh, but okay, so Betterment does have it though. Yeah, and they act, they actually, um, because I, I I don't know why I just searched annuities on the page and they actually mention, um, annuities and and how basically the way they compare themselves is annuities lock up your cash, but your cash is never locked up with Betterment or an equivalent because it's your money. You didn't like sign some contract. Mm. Yeah, and again, your money's growing. Exactly. And it's FDIC insured. The annuity people are taking the money you put in and they are growing it, but they're growing it for themselves. Exactly. Which is how they can, because it's like, well, if I live to 200, wow, will I screw them over? Like they actually calculated it out and like, you know, whether you have car insurance and you get into a car accident and total like nine cars or, you know, your house explodes into flames and your home insurance pays out and it destroys all the homes around you. Like they've <laughs> they've factored all these things in and the insurance company yeah. will still be profitable. Well, that's the thing. Like even if you do live to 200, you're not screwing them over because most people don't. Exactly. So I'm sure their models are set up for even like, you know, 20 people could live to 200. We're fine. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you is, so how does life insurance work and how is it different than an annuity? So life insurance, and I'm not an expert on life insurance. Life insurance pays out when you die, essentially to your heirs. Like, okay, you're not like Thomas. If you have life insurance, you will not get any of the benefits of it. Oh, duh, that's right. What am I thinking of? Am I thinking of what's the insurance product that like pays you if you? That's the one if you can't work. Disability, but you're still like and, of disability. That's right. And that's so really, actually, there's there's nothing. There's no insurance product like this. That isn't an annuity. When you have disability, like, like, so say you got disability from work, all employers that have full-time, like, salaried employees have to pay for disability insurance. So it's coming out of the insurance plan from the person you worked for, or it's either through the state or, you know. 
Well, I think you can buy disability insurance. I think we talked about <laughs> yeah. it, but it's really expensive and it, it's not going to cover your retirement. Most likely no, it's, it's, I mean, well, maybe you could buy a lifetime disability insurance policy, but I think it would be the cost ungodly expensive. Yeah. Look like anything that would like you, 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 in your gut want this like awesome thing that you could sign up for that'll just like be a huge win in the worst case scenario but honestly there's nothing like that that won't cost you like the proverbial arm and a leg and yeah i guess when yeah and and no such thing as a free lunch exactly and so if i had to pay a thousand a month so i could have this like sick disability insurance i'm almost betting or hoping that i become disabled so it, it works and that's like doesn't yeah. doesn't make sense you know that's no way to live i'd rather have all my limbs yeah uh so i, I do like uh, down to the bottom here you have like a why would someone take out an annuity um, you did mention, you know, if you make an enormous amount of money and you want to shield it from taxes, the other one, you have a pending judgment against you or expect one and you want to shield your money. <laughs> yeah. So, so like if someone's suing you, you just say, screw you and you buy a giant annuity. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I if you like, did it the day before, maybe it wouldn't, but it's, it's generally protected assets. So like, for example, mm. if you declared bankruptcy, um, you know, you'd wipe out your credit cards. I'm almost certain that your 401k would be fine and this would be treated similarly. So maybe, oh, wait, your 401k is fine? I'm pretty sure that things like that are shielded, yes. Like, it, it, can it wouldn't someone go your sue you? Can someone sue you and go after your 401k, or is it only your liquid assets? Um, well, you technically can't touch your 401k assets, but I guess you could be sued and or perhaps have a stipend. Like, say, say you uh, owed child support, right? And you were yeah. earning on an annuity. I don't know. You were 60 and you had a kid because your sperm is ridiculous. Um, you, um, they could probably pull a stipend out of your annuity. It's treated as income. Okay. Gotcha. I remember I read this article from Sports Illustrated. It's like 10-year-old article at this point on why so many professional athletes end up broke because mm. they're making millions of dollars a year, but a lot of them end up broke. And it's because they, a lot of them don't have the time or interest, but mainly time to think about their finances. And there's like this whole just shady group of people who prey on professional athletes and performers and people like that who don't have time. And they'll be like, I'll manage money. they're not savvy with, you know. Yeah. And they, they put it in, you know, their uncle's shady nightclub in Fort Lauderdale or something mm. like that. And, you know, they just like put it in a bunch of stupid stuff like. Um, I'm trying to remember who it is. I think it's like Magic Johnson is like the the poster boy for being invested in a bunch of really stupid things, <laughs> except for it kind of works for him. He has his but theaters like of, and stuff. and Yeah, but a lot of other athletes, you know, they get involved or their, their money managers get them involved in very similar things, but then it goes nowhere. So I was almost wondering like, hey, maybe uh, if you're a professional athlete and you look at the statistics that say, I'm likely to be broke even though I'm making millions, maybe I should kick you know, $239,000 over to an annuity just to be sure. Yes. If you're going to be ridiculously <laughs> irresponsible, you should definitely get an annuity. All then I would question your ability to pay the annuity premiums or hit the, the amount that you need. If you're irresponsible. Now you just, you, just, you get your money, you get your lottery money mm. or your, your, you know, NFL money. And before you blow it on $239,000 scotch or whatever, you just like, one lump sum, buy an annuity. <laughs> like, all right, no matter how stupid I am, when I'm old, I'm going to be fine. Yes, yes, <laughs> that would work. There you go. But 
if you had the foresight to even do that, then maybe you would just put $250,000 into literally any investment account mm. and just let it grow while you go do stupid things. Do the same thing into and, a 401k you know, or whatever. Yeah, do it. In, actually, here's a good question. So with a 401k, mm. you said this, and these annuities are tax deferred. Mm. So with a 401k and with an IRA, there are contribution limits. Yeah, that's true. Do do annuities have contribution limits or could you tax defer an unlimited amount of money? Mm. I Ooh. I don't see that in the notes here, so we have to Google I, it. I didn't, I didn't go that far into... Uh... Annuity contribution limits. The biggest advantages annuities offer is that they allow you to suck away a larger amount of cash and defer paying taxes. Unlike other tax-deferred retirement accounts, such as 401ks and IRAs, there is no annual contribution limit for an annuity. That's on money.cnn.com. Hmm. Interesting. So I guess if you really, really wanted to defer taxes on a buttload of money right now... For some reason, <laughs> you could buy an annuity and pay for it in a lump sum. Yeah. And if you were super rich, you could buy an annuity every single year. And then when you retire, just have like a bunch of streams of income. <laughs> uh, it's still stupid. <laughs> but I guess if you really just didn't want to pay taxes. I don't know, man. My taxable income was actually zero this year because I bought 20 annuities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, but so I'm looking at this CNN's ultimate guide to retirement. Um, what are the advantages of annuities? It really, yeah, it really just mentions tax deferring as the only advantage here. So most places um, say that there, there might be a spot for an annuity in your whatever, but, but no one really says that they're good or commits to, um, now, this here says when you cash out, you can choose to take a lump sum payment from your annuity, but many retirees prefer to set up guaranteed payments for a specific length of time for the rest of their life, providing a steady stream of income. So apparently there are annuities that pay out a lump sum at the end. Hmm. Maybe there are different types of annuities that, oh, immediate annuity. Oh, there's an immediate annuity as well. Well, that, that yeah. actually sounds, I don't know, kind of dumb because I don't know. I guess you'd be worried about losing your money while retiring, you know, like you're halfway through retirement and your money doesn't last. I could see I could see the appeal and annuity there, but if you hit retirement age and you take, I don't know, whatever money has accrued and, you know, whatever out, you could still then lose it. So I guess yeah. I guess for some super super high income earners um that yeah. might make sense. But the, but the point like you of this episode is line. not for super high income earners. It's maybe uh, yeah. to to protect people. Yeah. I wonder how many ballers listen to our show. I don't know. Maybe 10% of the audience are ballers. You, 10% are you ballers? You know, um, if you're a baller, email us and we'll keep tally. <laughs> <laughs> I know um, Babish listens to the show or at least did at mm. one point. Who's that? And he's he's probably a baller at this point. Binging with Babish. I don't know who that is. Have you seen his? He's like, uh, he makes he does like a cooking show on YouTube, and he cooks like food from TV shows. Oh shit! So like, yeah, I'm trying to think of like food that he he cooked like the Cran burrito from Simpsons, which is terrible. <laughs> um, or like the rum ham from It's Always Sunny. Like he just does a ton of episodes, and now he's actually doing real cooking tutorial videos as well, yeah. like basics, which are really nice. And the production's great. 
but I know he's he's tweeted at he's either tweeted at me or at our Money Matters account before to say he's listened. So I'm sure he's a baller at this point. Cool. He's got like a cool two million subscribers. But yeah, uh, so apparently, I mean, one thing I was reading here is there's like with variable annuities, you can decide how you invest your money. So there's probably some more details on this, but to be honest, I just don't see so, so the reason. The, the one thing with uh, variable or the index backed ones, like you could say, peg it to the S&P 500. Um, mm-hmm. there, there are quite a lot of fees that come with annuities. Uh, tip it, yeah. I think I'd put it towards the bottom there's like uh like usually an over one percent fee that the annuity company takes there's obviously loads on the funds that they're investing the money in um yeah obviously you know uh the the surrender fee um and so what happens like if the market does eight you know you could be tracking the market but you might only take five of that and honestly yeah you're only going to see that towards the end end of your annuity payout because initially they're giving you back principal and just, yeah. This here says uh, if you add up all the annual fees, you could be paying 2 to 3% a year, if not more. And that's insane. I mean, we literally just did an episode 1% will eat up to a quarter of your gains over 30 years. So 2 to 3% yeah. is, is punitive. That's a lot. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that uh, for most people who are not ballers trying to dodge taxes now in order to pay more taxes later, um, we're just going to recommend sticking with, you know, tried and true, indexed fund, boglehead style strategy. Make your own annuity with not anywhere near as, as many fees and take all of the gains. So when you live to be 200, that was like all you... Because you you earned like it takes uh, if the market was six percent a year it takes twelve years to double your money, and so yeah yeah anyways, uh I guess we should mention that like if you use the Betterment link on Listen Money Matters you earn a commission yes I, I do earn a but commission you do. yeah but it's not ten thousand dollars no no it's like. 50 or something I, I would be lucky <laughs> I don't if know it was it fifty if you signed up and, and I got fifty. <laughs> If it was, oh, because it's like, yeah, the initial first investment yeah. matters. I'll tell you what, if you, you have to be deposit, I think it's a hun- uh, somewhere between 100 and 200,000. I think I make 1,500. So we Ooh. get like, I don't know, one of we those. We get a real a big year. fish. <laughs> okay. I'm like, who is that person that 100,000 waiting? <laughs> like the heir to the pecan industry in the United States just was like, I've got a bunch of money, but I don't know what to do. Mm. I'm going to listen to this random podcast because these guys look cool. Sell your pecans, um, buy stock. Yeah. Um, but yeah, make your own annuity. Learn about the 4% rule. We have probably multiple episodes on on the 4% rule. And we I know we've mentioned it many, many mm. times before. Uh, and we also have like a beginner's investing guide. That's a blog post on Listen Money Matters. And look, all the research so, and, you know, an annuity calculator, yeah. the betterment link, blah, 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 all will be in the show notes. Um, and so look like, uh, follow the information and, and make the decision for yourself if you thought, you know, we didn't quite. Yeah, maybe it does make sense for you, but I, I just don't see how you wouldn't be better served just contributing to a mutual fund, whether it be in an IRA or whether it be a taxable account, if you want to retire early or have that, you know, liquidly available to you. Mm. And then 
use that 4% rule, create your own annuity, and you know, you deal with a little bit more uncertainty. If the market does tank and crash and burn, that is a possibility, I guess. But I don't know. When's the last time the market tanked to a degree that we would be starving? You know, may, maybe maybe soon. But, but the point being is that uh, as you get older, and, and we're going to do, I, we have an episode plan. We'll go in more depth of this. But like, when you get older, so maybe you're like 60, you're having, you have like far more bonds than you have stocks. So when the stock market crashes, you're really not affected. You know, it may affect you a little yeah. bit, but not nearly as much. Yeah, and so, um, and I think we've even discussed this at least to some degree before. So we'll link to that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, put the, the message out there that you're just like putting money into an index fund and literally leaving it there for your whole life. Yeah. And like, there should be an intelligent, shift over to a more bond heavy balance of assets as you get older. And, um, you know, the target retirement date funds do that for you with uh, Vanguard has them. Fidelity has them, um, betterment and Wealthfront and every robo advisor out there have algorithms that can slowly shift your things over automatically. Uh, I was pretty happy cause my dad finally called me and he's like, Hey, how do I invest? better than I was doing before. And I was like, target retirement date fund. Here you go. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> Automatically. Easy. Just automatic deposit every month as much as you can into this fund. And it will shift assets to your target retirement date as needed. It's simple. And that's the biggest thing. Like it took him many years to start because he felt that it wasn't simple. And it's like, no, it's simple. And you know, maybe there's some, some of the products might not have existed there, but. when he was our age, but now they do. Yeah. So. They probably, yeah, they probably didn't or they were harder to find. Yeah. You know, Pre-Google. I think uh, his experience is why I have disdain for Edward Jones. You know, that added on mm. to the fees that we learned about when we talked about it in the one episode. Um, and now he's paying like, I don't know, 0.3% or something like that. Damn right. So much better. Anyway, you can find the show notes for this episode over at listentomoneymatters.com slash show as well as the show notes for every episode we've ever done. So check those out. They're always full of lots of details, links, and research, so they can help you to expand your learning if this episode has piqued your curiosity. Otherwise, you can find our favorite apps and books that we recommend and lots of other money management tools over at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox. So check out those resources. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, the catchphrase at the beginning of this episode was for me. I think someone <laughs> tweeted it to us. Yeah. But we need more catchphrases. And specifically, we need um, dumb songs for Andrew to sing at the beginning <laughs> of the episodes. So send us your best and or worst. We are on Twitter at Money Matters Man, or you can email us as always, listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. Uh, you can email us your catchphrases, but you can also email us questions. We use those as uh, guides for... Yeah figuring out what we should make next so let us know what's not clear what you want to learn about and uh we'll make more stuff and put it out to the world so thanks for listening and we'll see you in next week's episode later man later dude please tell your friends about this show Thank <laughs> you.